for the week of November 1st, 2020. This is Mojo Weekly. I am John. What a horrible night to have a curse. Or morning. It's me, Josh. All right, here's your news, Josh. I think we talked about this a couple times. Uh, We were talking about launch titles for the PS5, and we mentioned Destruction All-Stars for the PS5. It's a multiplayer game. Um, and I think our comment was, man, this would really make a great PS Plus game. They should just they should just release this as a PS Plus game. Uh, I have confirmation now that Sony listens to Mojo Weekly. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? That's right. Uh, so, so they've decided, Sony has, to move the game's release from launch to February 2021 and it will be included for two months in PlayStation Plus at no additional cost. Uh, so Destruction All-Stars is a multiplayer game that is at its best when you're competing with gamers online from all around the world. This is all Sony speak here. They say we want as many people as possible to experience the mayhem on PS5. And what better way to do that than provide the game to all our PS Plus members? So uh, this coming week, we should expect a brand new trailer and more details on the game so players will know exactly what to expect when they download it in February. Um, If anyone has pre-ordered this game, either physical versions or on the PlayStation Store, uh, they will be receiving uh, refunds. So... There you go. Um, now, in other PlayStation Plus news, this is pretty cool. Uh, they also, this past week, announced the um, PlayStation Plus games for November uh, and Bug Snacks for PlayStation 5 uh, will be included. So everybody can get their Bug Snacks. That game looks freaking weird as hell. I have no idea what it is. Oh, wow. So wait, is that just on PS5 or is that also going to be on the PlayStation 4? Just on PS5. Bug snacks. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Now now I'm rushing to my local Best Buy and getting that on (laughs) pre-order. So uh, they describe it as an ultra-charming, whimsical first-person adventure where you play as an investigative journalist who has set out to to explore Snack Tooth Island, home to legendary half-bug, half-snack creatures, Bug Snacks. You'll discover, hunt, and capture all 100 critters while also tracking down and reuniting the island's inhabitants. Nice. Have you have you seen anything about this game? No, nothing at all. I mean, I feel completely out of the loop, and you're 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 like derailing the entire show to talk about some goddamn bug snacks. So you better <laughs> tell me what it's about. I, I wish I could. Uh, that's all I know about it. I've seen the trailer. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. It looks like some crazy rare game from the 90s. Uh, and uh, you, you walk around and you, you find these cute little critters and you apparently eat them, uh, I guess. Well, as, as long as our, our viewers, or not our viewers, but our listeners know that they're, it's a very well-informed show that we're putting on for them this week. Mojo <laughs> uh, Weekly, we're here to give you the best of to our knowledge. And, and then that's the, that's the asterisk there is to our knowledge, which we don't fucking know anything. So here we are. To my credit, I don't think anybody knows what the fuck this game is. It's so weird looking. It is so weird looking. 
spectacular. Okay, let's move on to Microsoft. So you Thank know the God. the Xbox series the Xbox Series X is coming out in uh, just uh, just over a week from this uh, airing, and uh, Josh, I, uh, I I I pre-ordered it. Yeah, you did. <clears throat> yeah, you did. Uh, remember, you're a dumb I, bastard, you did. I, be- I believe it was just a week ago where I said, you know, I was thinking of pre-ordering it, and then I said to myself, no, you dumb bastard, uh, what are you doing? Uh, well, so okay, I, are you getting are you getting the you're getting a PS5 and an Xbox Series X the same week? Yeah. Wow, and your wife is she's just cool with this. She's like this this knucklehead's buying two doorstops within the span of a week and well over a grand on on them and she's cool with this josh some people run their house and some people run around their house i I run my house wow wow you you are you are the you are the omega male my friend wow about your power all right so uh you you may have seen so speaking of the series x uh you may have seen all these series x memes around there how it it looks like a refrigerator right yes uh well microsoft took this to a whole new level uh they made an entire replica working refrigerator uh to look like a series x and uh you can win it that's actually hilarious. You can win it. So uh, they made one. You can enter to win. You go to Microsoft's Xbox Twitter account. Uh, you retweet their little uh, promo contest uh, tweet uh, with the XSX Fridge Sweeps hashtag in the caption. Uh, and that's it. So all you got to do is retweet it. and I, Well, you have to follow them, retweet it. Hmm. And then uh, on November fourth, they're going to tell you if uh, if you've got a fridge. Wow. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I, I I I did see that online. I think that's actually hilarious because there was a ton of people that were just ragging on it, saying it looks like a refrigerator, it looks like this, it looks like that. And then Microsoft's like, "Well, screw you guys. We're going to go full throttle with this." And uh, yeah, here you go. Here's an actual fridge, and one of you dumbasses are going to win it. Good on them. <laughs> I like that. that. I like it when uh, I like it when companies and whatnot can poke fun at themselves and have a good time with shit like that. Uh, Square Enix has launched uh, the teaser website for Final Fantasy 16, uh, which features key artwork and information on the game's setting and main characters. You excited about this? You ready? You you jacked up for this? I, 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 I. We'll see. Okay, go ahead. All right. Now, I'm not going to run through all of this because it's a ton of lore and backstory and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yep. All you all you really need to know, Josh, is that the main character's name is Clive Rossfield. <laughs> of course he is. Clive. <laughs> Clive. Uh, and he, he is the firstborn son of the Archduke of Rosaria. Hmm. All right. You want to know a little bit about him? I mean, I, I, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't overburden you with all this knowledge. Um, no, 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 please. Let's, uh, let's hear it. Everyone expected him to inherit the Phoenix Flames uh, uh, and awaken as its do- dominant. I don't know what any of this means. Uh, Destiny instead chose his younger brother Joshua to bear this burden, and it's probably because his name is Joshua, right? 
Maybe. Yeah, Damn, Josh, Josh, the chosen one. So in search of a role of his own, Clive dedicated himself to mastering the blade. His practice pays off when at just 15 years of age, he wins the Ducal Tournament and is dubbed the first shield of Rosaria, tasked to guard the Phoenix and blessed with the ability to wield part of his fire. So, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Well, I, I do think that it's really cool to see Final Fantasy kind of going back to its roots. This is something I commented, you know, back at that big Sony reveal of all the PlayStation 5 news and stuff, and there was an awesome trailer for Final Fantasy 16. I'm happy about it not being an MMO like Final Fantasy 14, which I know you hang firmly off the nutsack of Final Fantasy 14. Yep. I, I could not care less about another MMO uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy game. If they're going to do that, it should be a separate entity on its own. Um, but so I'm cool with that. I think it'll be good um, if if they. <laughs> I understand there's not going to be any battles. It's not going to be turn based. Um, that I still am an old bitchy man about. But we'll see. I'm not. Mm. I'm not like hyped, but I'm optimistic for that. And I'm optimistic. Uh. For fantasy fans to have something cool to play so i loved the battle system in final fantasy 15 so and in final fantasy 7 remake so i'll take more of that please um, All right. let's move over to nintendo now uh they kind of just shadow dropped uh no more heroes one and two uh for the yep. switch on the eShop. so so you can get these right now. No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2 Desperate Struggle are now available for the Switch via the eShop at a launch discount price of 18 bucks each. Uh, the publisher... Are those, um, oh, my apologies. Are those like HD updates or are they the original Wii versions? Well, let me tell you. Each title is remastered with high-definition <laughs> textures, improved system font, additional language support, and more. So there you go. Oh boy, though, that's cool. Well, that is cool. I'm I'm hoping with this, now we get a uh, you know a, a jump into the No More Heroes and bringing that back to the forefront on the Switch. Maybe next we can get Red Steel. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, oh no, God. No More Heroes Three is still scheduled for next year, I believe. So, uh, uh, speaking of shadow drops, just out of nowhere, SNK. Uh, we talked about uh, the Neo Geo Pocket Color Collection. Uh, a few months back, I think, uh, SNK has just released The Last Blade Beyond the Destiny, a uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color selection game. And you can get it on the eShop for Switch uh, for 8 bucks. So uh, this game was released on the Neo Geo Pocket in the year 2000. And uh, the popular weapons-based fighting game, The Last Blade, is now available in a special edition. So you can enjoy intense battles, an epic story, mini-games, and more. It will feature a variety of modes, including story, survival, and training. Uh, two two mini-games and power-up scrolls unique to the main game. Uh, you can also play versus battle against other players in tabletop or handheld. And the manual included with the game is from the Neo Geo Pocket Color Edition. That's awesome. So there you go. Very cool stuff. And that's it, man. That's it for our news. Let's move along to this week's new releases. New releases. All right. So we got Feria for the PS4. No idea. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution finally coming to Switch. This is a fun uh, strategy game. Uh, my kid's been playing a bunch of it on the PC, or at least he had been. Uh, Breath Edge on the PC. 
here's one yestermorrow for ps4 xbox switch and pc i have no idea what that is it's just a silly name yestermorrow yestermorrow i like the name i do Mm -hmm. i think that's Mm -hmm. a cool name uh dirt 5 coming to ps4 and xbox one and pc it will be coming out soon for next gen consoles as well if you want to hold out for that Uh, need for speed hot pursuit remastered for all consoles Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay <laughs> on all consoles. And Sign then, me up. And then finally, Tropico 6 makes its way to the Switch. Awesome. Hey, I got a question for you, and I don't yeah. want to derail the new yeah. releases, but uh, two weeks ago, there was yeah. a new game that came out for VR that was very, very, like, uh, uh, everybody was touting about it. And I don't know if we mentioned it or not, and you may have just breezed through it, kind of like we just did. It's called Population One. Do you recall mm. this? No, I don't remember seeing that in our uh, release list. I don't either. It just came out on October 22nd. Uh, my son's been talking about it like crazy. And so for his birthday this weekend, we wound up picking it up. And I don't know if I'm necessarily a huge fan of it, but people should know it's a freaking uh, Fortnite clone in VR. Really? Uh, yeah, it's called Population One. It is on Steam and Oculus for Oculus Next and the Oculus, well, whatever the whatever Oculus you have, you can get it for, yeah. including the Quest. And um, it plays very much like what you'd expect to see in your um, Fortnite-style game, except for, of course, it's first person. And you've got your hands, and you can pick up items, and you can trade through items and grab guns and do everything you can normally do in VR while you're running around freaking out against, like, 30 other people in the same area blowing the shit out of each other so nice i thought it it was not you know it's not released this week or even last it's about two weeks old now but it's something that should be mentioned and should be checked out if you're into the whole online scene all right all right well you are taking over our game spotlight this week I, uh, I figured since we just, just whoever you are as listeners, you may have celebrated or just celebrated the uh, Halloween weekend. So I figured, what is the greatest freaky, scary game series of all time that kind of has a Halloween theme to it? And I would have to go with the Castlevania series. All right. And the cat. Castlevania games and all, um, they're not necessarily scary or terrifying, uh, other than the challenge levels in certain areas in the games mm-hmm. can be pretty spooky and scary. However, I want to talk about one in particular that has a very polarizing opinion. It's one okay. that lots of people like to make fun of, um, but it, back when it came out, a lot of people loved it. The reviews were generally pretty positive, and it's very difficult, and that's Castlevania Two on the NES. Oh, Simon's Quest. Simon's Quest. That's right. All right. Um, I have great memories of playing the game. Um, I didn't really think about how difficult the game was or how broken the game was until many years later into my adulthood and watched people start to really discuss and talk about how the game was basically in, put together in certain areas that you had to have Nintendo Power subscriptions to get through certain areas. Or who would have thought to go and kneel next to a mountain for a tornado to come and pick you up and whisk you off in the way to continue the storyline of the game. Yeah. Um, but I think in a weird way, and, and okay, 
if you don't know the premise of Castlevania, um, Dracula's at it again. Simon Belmont needs to go off and vanquish the night and save the city. And um, it, 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 it gives you elements of lots of games that we, um, not, a, not a whole lot of people had jumped into at the time. Like Zelda 2, I think, was just coming around the corner and just released at that point. I think Faxanadu or Xanadu on the NES mm-hmm. um, was released, which had RPG elements and side-scrolling atmosphere. Um, and then here's come, here comes Castlevania 2, where you do virtually level up in a certain way. You get more hit points as you travel through the game. You get better weapons as you save up money and are able to purchase them or find them throughout the game. Um, you know, crosses and holy water and more powerful whips as you go, flame whips, all kinds of stuff. All in the while, you're walking through villages and talking to people and helping people out on certain little quests and side quests, and you're going through the game, putting in your password. But in a weird way... I think that part of the fun was the fact that it did kind of get you to step away from the game cartridge and your NES console itself to kind of figure out some of the puzzles. Either it was going to school and talking with other classmates and talking about, okay, I'm playing Castlevania 2. It's like, oh, did you try to do this yet? Or did you try that? It's like, oh, shit, no, I didn't. Or even doing what Nintendo pretty much wants you to do, and that's get a subscription or at least buy an issue of Nintendo Power with (laughs) Dracula's um, severed head on the cover. Uh, that scared kitties all back in the day. Yeah. But to find out some of the secrets and the hints and the tricks to the game to try to figure out some of those things. Because there were definitely elements of the game that you would not know just by playing through it. No one would go, you know, like I said, kneeling next to a mountain for 15 seconds for a, a tornado to come and whisk you away. But it should be noted for those that are into ROMs or into playing games of reproductions of certain things that someone did go through Castlevania 2 on the NES and redo um, the cartridge, <clears throat> basically redo some of the code and hack it a little bit so that some of those like flavor text or some of those useless people that you talk to that just say random things, yeah. they actually do tell you hints and tricks throughout the rest of the game that you would have normally only found in Nintendo Powers. So I found that really cool. And had that is cool, man recently replayed it um and it fixes the game i wouldn't say it's like perfect and i I definitely don't think it's uh, a great game by any means i have great memories of it and my nostalgia kicks in huge when i hear the music i think it's the first real castlevania game um you know the first one's brilliant and it's beautiful and it is a better game i i would admit but the second one has some real iconic music that is almost um it's just like you hear it and you think of just the castlevania series because it's music that they brought in that has been used in every game since then, including, you know, Rondo of Blood, Castlevania 4, even the third one on the NES, all the way through um, Bloodlines on Genesis and all the newer ones, Symphony of the Night and stuff. So, I, I don't know. I think that a lot of people give it a bad rap and they say, I'll just skip it. It's a lot of bullshit. But honestly, <laughs> you shouldn't. And yeah. I think it's a really fun game and I don't think it should be skipped. It's it's something that everyone should experience it, good or bad. And then afterwards, you can share your opinions. It's not a, it's not the worst game in the world, um, but it's not certainly the best. But I don't know. Um, the angry video game di- nerd did a um, video in the last couple of years about he hated the game initially, and he did one of his, you know, scathing reviews of the game, making it, you know, out to be one of the worst games of all time. But when he played through the ROM, he had like this tearful, tear-jerking moment where he's like, "They fixed the fucking game. They fixed <laughs> the fucking game." And it's uh, it's just hilarious. I wish um, I wish Konami had kind of picked up on that. Not that Konami does anything right anymore. Right. <laughs> But I wish they'd kind of pick that up and say, like, here, here's a, here's a couple bucks, lot of us share this ROM of the game because it's kind of fixed in this way. Yeah. Um, like an anniversary collection or who knows what. But Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, 
it's a fun game. I, I would like to say a little mind trivia that my friends and I, it was always funny how um, Castlevania 3 was a game about questing and finding people and like, you know, building a party up of two people and kind of tackling. And it was called Dracula's Curse. Mm-hmm. And the, the second game is all about Dracula's Curse. And I think they should have switched the names around. It would have been Castlevania 2, Dracula's Curse, and Castlevania 3, Trevor's Quest. And that's what I got to say about that. Got a no. lot of love for the Castlevania games. Right on, man. So, you know, I'll, I'll just say that, you know, I when I was a kid, too, it never really occurred to me that the game was broken. I just thought I was stupid, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and, well, you know. I, I mean, which is also probably the case, but... You know, the game was just kind of inscrutable to me. You know, I I was I I loved the vibe of it, and I would wander around. You know, I I never had an NES. All my friends had uh, Nintendo systems, sure. but but uh, you know, my parents sucked and would never get one for me. So um, I I didn't get a I didn't get my own console until the Turbo Graphics. But um, nice. But every time I would go to a friend's house and they had Simon's Quest, I'd always play it just because. I, I loved the vibe of it so much, you know, and uh, and but it was like I said, it was inscrutable to me. I was like, I don't even know where I'm going. I just I would just roam around until I died. And then I'd be like, all right, next game. Um, yep. And and much like you, it wasn't until years later, I was like, oh, this game's actually kind of broken and fucking janky. Um, <laughs> so uh, but anyway, I think it's a cool game. And I'm definitely going to look up that ROM hack that uh, that you mentioned, because yeah. uh, I, I, I want to check it out. So, uh, yep. all right. And, and besides that, you know, you didn't have a Nintendo growing up, but screw, screw Castlevania. We had legendary acts. Who the fuck needs Castlevania? That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> all right, man. So, uh, give me your last question. I understand you're taking over the last question this week. That's right. We got the last question. And, uh, this time around, I'm asking you, my friend. All right. So, <clears throat> There's been a series, it's been kind of a, a popular thing lately, of a series of these Battle Royale-style retro games. I mean, we got Tetris 99, mm-hmm. uh, Mario 35, which is absolutely awesome, and then you had mentioned last week this Pac-Man Battle Royale-style game with Pac-Man mm-hmm. where the ghosts running around. So okay. my question is to you, my friend, which game or which retro game is next that's going to get the Battle Royale treatment? Oh... Oh, brother. Let me think about this one. <laughs> I should have prepared you, I guess. Yeah, right? Like, my mind instantly went to Bomberman, but I'm like, that's already a battle royale. Um, yeah, true, true. Shit, man. I don't know. Oh, you're killing me with this one. I got to... <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm going to need, like, some Google help here. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking of one. Um, and okay. it's mainly because... Um, of those damn um, vertical levels. Yeah. But I was thinking of like NES Contra where you're like jumping up and the people on the bottom are the ones getting killed over and over because you're just going too fast for them. I could imagine like 20 people on one screen or like say you're, you're, you're all speed running Contra and there's like all these different screens or something. I, I don't know. Contra was the first thing that came to my head and then something mm-hmm. like Gunstar Heroes because there haven't been a run and gun Battle Royale style game. Whereas you think about it all of these battle royale games like yeah. fortnite population one or what is this other one that they're freaking out about? hyper scan hyper hyper something hyper anyway it's it's like they're kind of 3d running guns right uh, whereas a i don't know a, a traditional running gun game might work out really well or maybe uh zombies ain't my neighbors Ooh, that would be fun 
All right, I think I got one. I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but I'm going to say Donkey Kong. Hey, that's yeah, a cool idea. right. And there's that. What's that game that all the all the all the kids were playing a few months ago, where you're, uh, you know, it, it was basically like uh, MXC, the the video game, you know, the. Oh my God, Fall Guys. Fall Guys, yeah. So if yes. if, they, if they if they made a uh, if they made a Donkey Kong kind of like Fall Guys, where everybody's just trying to get to the top of the thing, or you know, and oh. and meanwhile like uh, Donkey Kong's throwing shit at them, and they're you know flames coming down and barrels and all that shit. <laughs> That's what I'm rolling with. I'm going with a Fall Guys style Donkey Kong game. All right, I like it. That would be fun. I I think that'd be even more fun than my Contra idea. All Touché. right. I- well I'll played. Take, I'll take that one to Nintendo. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that's it for us. Uh, if you want more of our nonsense, go to mojomenace.com, where we have forums, mojomenace.com slash forums. I should also mention we got a ton of other stuff on Mojo Menace. I mean, check out the archives. It's, you know, it's freaking 15 years old at this point. So we got you got hundreds upon hundreds of articles and stuff you can dig through and uh, content. So anyway, go to the forums anyway, mojomenace.com slash forums. At the top right, there is a link to our Discord chat. Uh, click on that. You can join our Discord chat. Always shit going on there. Uh, uh, YouTube.com slash mojomenace. That's where we post Mojo Show and uh, amongst other things. Uh, and then we are on all the social networks, including Twitch uh, at Mojo Menace. Josh, where can they find you? If you'd like to continue the conversation with me on the Twitterverse, you can always uh, ask me questions about what your next retro-style Battle Royale-themed game could be. I'm on the Twitter, uh, at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore, as it is the most important underscore in all of the Internet. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.